Hi, this is Anishka Fernandopoli. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button under my picture on dharmaseed.org or go to my website, anushkaf.org, A-N-U-S-H-K-A-F.org, and click on donate. Thanks. I appreciate your support. So welcome to our uh, day long today about mindfulness and innovation. Thank you for coming to spend your Sunday here at Spirit Rock and to spend it with me. So my name is Anushka Fernandopoli. I'll be your Dharma teacher for the day. And uh, this is a topic that is um, very interesting to me in a variety of ways. Uh, and actually teaching this topic is itself uh, kind of an innovation. And so uh, I'm on this teacher's council here at Spirit Rock, I teach uh, retreats. I've uh, practiced in this school of meditation for... Um, about 25 years um, and have been teaching for about the last eight years. Uh, and I think for, part of the uh, charge for each of us in the next generation is to bring it into different areas of the world. And uh, for me, I feel like bridging different areas uh, in which people may not have already connected with these practices so that they can be useful in the 21st century for us as modern humans and whatever field of work uh, and life and love that you have. Uh, so this is one of those um, bridging uh, workshops for me, which I love doing. So I'm happy to have you here and be part of the experiment too. So um, my own background is that uh, I was interested in meditation from a pretty young age and um, started kind of just doing it on my own and then uh, doing little experiments with trying to understand the world and life and time and stuff like that. And then um, tried to ask a lot of the grown-ups questions about these things and um, didn't get satisfactory answers that, uh, from them. So, uh, and I kind of realized like, oh, I think actually, it's not that they don't want to tell me, like they actually don't know. <laughs> you know? Sometimes they don't want to tell you about things, but actually this time I think they, they actually don't know. So. It's like, I want to be a grown-up who knows. I want to be someone who understands this stuff. So, uh, so I went on to, to continue to search and read things and practice until I actually found grown-ups who did know. And then uh, I practiced the practices that they suggested. Uh, I spent uh, time in monasteries in Sri Lanka, practiced in India, spent a lot of time at uh, Insight Meditation Society, which is kind of similar to Spirit Rock, a lay meditation center on the East Coast. Uh, and... After a period of several years of just doing meditation practice, came back uh, to the U.S. and started uh, working regular jobs. Uh, I worked in uh, healthcare. I worked in uh, LGBT civil rights. Uh, I worked in education a little bit. Eventually, um, through working in the organizations, I felt like a lot of the organizations weren't being um, run in the best way to maximize the potential that people had and all the good ideas. So I ended up going to get an MBA um, focusing in leadership, organizational behavior. And uh, while I was there, my teacher told me to start teaching Dharma uh, while I was in the middle of my MBA. And I was like, no, I'm not doing, that's not what. <laughs> so I resisted it for a little while, and I actually went to work in a consulting uh, company and then moved to the Bay Area and started working in uh, consulting with nonprofit organizations. But eventually... Um, did heed the call to start um, teaching, went through the teacher training program uh, through this tradition, and then uh, 
have been leading a kind of hybrid life of teaching Dharma and doing some consulting work, and now actually a lot of it is coming together, and I actually teach meditation in some companies and organizations. Um, I have a coaching practice, um, things like that. Uh, I love living in the Bay Area. I feel like it's a great uh, cauldron of innovation in so many different ways. Uh, last night, I live in the Mission, and last night I was having dinner at a friend's place, and uh, this marching band came down the street in one of the alleys. So we went out to see what was going on, and uh, they were like this great ragtag marching band with uh, saxophones and drums, and someone was actually playing the saw. She had rigged up a saw instrument, like a little holder for the saw, and she had a bow and a mic and amp attached to her, too. Uh, and they were just roaming around. They were actually raising money for someone uh, in the group whose house had just burned down. Uh, so they were like the moving street party. Um, so uh, this kind of thing is great. It's brilliant. And uh, it's among the reasons that I love living in San Francisco. And the Buddha himself was an innovator, I would say. Uh, and I define innovation as including creativity, but actually uh, creativity as just a part of it. So innovation as... Uh, of having some particular area that you have interest in, oftentimes could be seen as a problem or a situation. Uh, then looking at that and trying to understand what's going on there, then having some creative ideas about what the solution might be, and then actually choosing one and then bringing that to fruition, like actually making something happen with that. So the Buddha's uh, situation that he looked at, that he saw was the area of problem, was actually uh, suffering. So the difficulties of human life. Like, what is it all about? You're born, and as soon as you're born, you start getting older, and you're subject to getting sick, and then it looks like where we're headed is death, everyone. So uh, given that, like, what's the story there? And like, is there, any, uh, is there anything else besides just trying to scrabble together a little pile of nuts while you're alive and then burying it and dying, you know? Uh, so is there any way out of uh, suffering here? Like, what's, what's the cause of suffering? What's the cause of suffering and what is the way to be free of that? Is it possible for, to actually be free of that? So uh, at that time in um, northern India, this is 2,600 years ago, uh, it was actually a time, I think, kind of like what it is in the Bay Area now with like, a lot of innovation now that's happening in the field of um, tech and many other areas. So it was like a time of spiritual innovation. So in the woods there was kind of like the Silicon Valley of uh, <laughs> the, the time. And uh, there are all these different bands of people like trying out different um, practices and uh, spirituality and philosophy and uh, trying to understand all these questions about life and death and so on. And uh, the Buddha left his uh, princely life and went into the woods to become one of these seekers slash innovators, entrepreneurs, you could say. Uh, and he joined one band of uh, people, one little startup group. And uh, he went with them for a little while, but then uh, you know, their solution wasn't satisfying to him. It was, he basically learned a certain kind of concentration practice, and development of concentration. Uh, and for him, he realized, like, yeah, as a meditation practice, that's helpful while you're in that state of meditation. But then when you're not in that state of meditation, you're kind of out of luck. You're back to the scrabbling of life and accumulating nuts and then dying, right? So then he went to another one, and similarly, he made his way up the, the chain in that one. This teacher said, oh, I should start teaching. I think you've mastered this. But he still hadn't come to his own uh, satisfying solution to this question about uh, 
dukkha, the difficulty, unsatisfactoriness, stress of life, understanding what it's about and freeing himself from that actually experientially, not just thinking about it, but freeing himself. So then he went on innovation. So he went on his own and he actually uh, went through a process of uh, reflecting on what he had learned so far in his life uh, and came up with a new method, basically, a new method, which is the practices that uh, we teach here at Spirit Rock and the teachings of the Dhamma. And he practiced himself and sat through the watches of the night using practice of mindfulness, of concentration, collected the energy of his mind and body system and applied them to seeing into what is the nature of all things? What is the nature of reality? How do things get constructed? What is suffering? And what are the pins that hold that in place? Uh, until he actually unpinned it. The unpinning, uh, actually, he, one of the one of the, the quotes that said that he said was like, uh, you know, house builder, you're, you're, you built your last house, kind of thing. So like, oh, the, the the pole has been ridge pole has been pulled out from this continued construction of self and suffering. Yeah. So uh, then he started teaching, and uh, the teaching itself was um, in many different ways to many different kinds of people in the language that they understood to lay people. Uh, he developed the order of monks and nuns. Um, and as part of that tradition, uh, for myself, I feel like that's part of what I'm trying to do here today is to be able to talk to people about the teachings in a way that makes sense and is useful. Uh, and that can be applied in many different areas of your life to make your life uh, better and actually to, in the same way that the Buddha did, actually uproot the causes of suffering. So this is still possible today as it was 2,600 years ago. The fortunate thing is the things that the Buddha learned are actually uh, things about reality. They're things about the way things are. So they're not like an esoteric thing that he figured out and now you have to like believe it or concoct it or something like that. So we're going to be doing uh, today some of the basic practices, learning some of those basic practices, and I'll talk to you about how I think they connect to innovation. Uh, and uh, we're also going to be doing some creative uh, exercises that you might not usually experience in meditation workshops, too, uh, that will uh, hopefully be fun for you as well. So I'll go through kind of in each of those stages that I um, described about uh, innovation, about you know, seeing a problem and seeing assumptions, um, then about creative generation of ideas, and then about um, the choosing one and bringing it to fruition. And I'll uh, apply the practices uh, to each of these different segments as we go through the day. So that's basically what we are up to here. So I know people came in, some people just came in. So I'll give you a chance to just meet someone near you and you can introduce yourself and find out um, who they are, where they're from, and um, what they are doing here. Why did they choose to come today? So you can do that for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. 